Eight minutes to nine now and time for our view from Australia. I'm pleased to welcome to the show once more uh, Katrina L, uh, who is Senior Economist at Moody's uh, Analytics. Uh, good morning, uh, Katrina. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, it's been an interesting week of interest rates and so on. What did you think about the uh, the RBA's decision to uh, hike interest rates? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, and I think like most economists over here in Australia, we were quite surprised that the Reserve Bank of Australia decided to uh, lift rates by another 25 basis points, bringing the cash rate to 4.1%. I mean, what it, it really goes to show is that uh, that they're not taking any prisoners when it comes to their fight to sustainably bring down inflation. Um, the data that we've gotten recently has shown that inflation isn't cooling as quickly as what the central bank would have liked. And um, in addition to that, we've also had um, last week a significant increase in minimum wages as well. So um, there was a 5.75% increase in minimum wages delivered in Australia. So um, it's kind of adding to those um, underlying inflation pressures in the economy. And so we're going to um, probably see at least one more 25 basis point hike from the RBA um, probably in the next couple of months to really make sure that inflation does stay on that that much needed downtrend over here. And, and what's you, your view on the Fed uh, next week? Do you think they're going to go in lockstep as if with the RBA? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that the Fed um, pays that much attention to what's happening with Australia's central <laughs> bank, but um, I, I think it would probably most likely the other way around. But, um, it, you know, it, it is likely that we will see a pause from the Fed um, next week, but we'll probably see, um, you know, at least one more rate hike from the Fed because the story is similar in the US, really. I mean, inflation's just not coming down as quickly as what they would like. I mean, the labor market in the US is incredibly resilient um, and it doesn't matter how many rate hikes that seem to be being thrown out. Um, the, the labor market's just really holding steady. And so that's that's keeping that core inflation picture, you know, undesirably heated in the US. So yeah, expect one more rate hike, but probably not next week. So GDP data out uh, in Australia this past week, uh, the weakest in uh, a year, year and a half or so. What, what's your view? What's your look and analyst uh, opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, so the, the GDP number, it, it was weak, but it wasn't surprisingly weak. I mean, it was just, we were looking at 0.2% growth over the quarter. Um, and it wasn't surprising to see that one of the major drivers of that weakness was, was households. I mean, households are under a significant amount of pressure in Australia. Not only are they stealing, still dealing with high inflation, but they're also dealing with those rising borrowing costs as well. Households in Australia are highly leveraged and very sensitive to, to changes in, um, you know, borrowing costs. And so we're seeing households increasingly retreat. And that's a situation that we expect to, to see over the course of this year um, as those borrowing costs continue to, to manifest in the economy. I mean, it wasn't all bad news in the GDP data, though. We did see that businesses are still out there. I mean, what was what was really nice to see was that business investment in Australia actually jumped by 3.4% Q on Q. And so um, that's a positive development. And that's actually helping explain why we're seeing the labour market remaining so tight in Australia, because businesses are still upbeat. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's the good news. But do expect that um, we're not going to see any incredibly 
um, you know, strong GDP figures coming out of Australia over this year. It's going to be an ongoing weak picture, unfortunately. What's the general sentiment, if you like, on the street at the moment uh, in, in Sydney and other Australian capitals, uh, Katrina? You know, is it, is it sort of dismal inflation prices going up or are things a bit more optimistic than that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting you talk about that, actually, because I think um, if you're looking at the Australian consumer sentiment data, it's been weak for so long. I mean, even before rate hikes were um, even being considered, households were still, um, you know, really worried about um, economic conditions over here. And that's certainly we're only seeing further weakness in um you know, consumer sentiment because of those high inflation, high borrowing cost figures. But, you know, the good news is that business and sentiment is is kind of traveling in a different lane. Businesses aren't feeling the same sort of downbeat, depressed sentiment that households are. And so, so that's good because it means that um, they're, they're retaining workers, they're continuing to invest, and that's going to have positive uh, flow on benefits to households because there's not that, um, you know, significant job shedding that's, that's happening or expected to happen. So as long as, so even though households, you know, they might be um, certainly under pressure with um, high inflation, high borrowing costs, at least we're not seeing the, the mass job shedding. And that's when, you know, if we do see that, which is certainly not in our baseline forecast, that's when we would see the Australian economy go down that much darker path. But because of businesses um, holding up quite well, um, that's certainly not the case at the moment. Australia's largest trading partner, of course, is China. And uh, the, we've been talking quite a bit on the show this morning about the recovery. Um, is there a recovery or, you know, what is the outlook? Um, how, how are you seeing it from uh, from Australia? Yeah, um, so what we're seeing is that, I mean, when China first abandoned its zero COVID policy, there was this almost post-pandemic euphoric opening that every um, every economic concern in China would just dissipate because they would see this sustained, strong revival in domestic demand. And I think expectations have kind of come closer to reality now because we're seeing certainly there's been a, you know, a decent improvement in consumer spending in China as a result of households being able to you know leave their houses and the restrictions from covid really being in the review mirror but there's those ongoing challenges as well that remain and we're always going to remain even after the the covid restrictions were were eased back like you know the property market that's still sluggish we know policymakers aren't going to inject a significant amount of stimulus into the property market because they're worried about reinflating the bubble and so um, i think what we're seeing is certainly gdp growth in china is going to be much better this year than it was last year. But, um, you know, we can't forget that there's these these challenges in China that um, are, are unrelenting. And I think another um, thing that wasn't quite factored in um, when the reopening was, you know, really beginning was that businesses are still have that um, cautiousness that they can't seem to shake. I mean, they've been you know, not being able to operate under normal circumstances for quite some time. And so getting back to normal activity mm. and having the confidence to get back to investment is um, something that's holding them back as well. Katrina L is Senior Economist at uh, Moody's Analytics. Katrina, thanks very much.